Hello, ladies. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast. I am beyond excited to be talking to you today about the three habits that I no longer do after healing from breakup. And I love talking about habits. And the reason I love talking about habits is that number one, when I look at how I used to be in the past, who I used to be in the past, I realized that habits is like the building blocks that over time, they kind of form our lives. Yes. And so think about that. Who are we? Like it's our lives consist of the following, our thoughts, the way, the way we think, and then our feelings or emotions, and then our behaviors or actions, and then repeated behaviors or actions become habits. So you can replace, you can uh, replace behaviors or actions with habits. So thoughts, feelings or emotions, and then, um, and then behaviors for slash uh, habits. And when I look back, I realize that the three of them uh, go hand in hand. If you want to change and if you want to become the person that you were meant to be when you first came into this, uh, this physical reality. And when I also, when I when I look back and I and I um, and I think about the habits or the things that I used to do, I realize why I was getting the results, the kinds of results that I was getting, because the the the, the kinds of behaviors and actions that I demonstrated, um, the things that I did consistently, yes, whether it's on a daily basis, weekly basis, um, meaning that my habits, they were giving me the kinds of results that I was getting in life. And so that meant that if I wanted to change the kinds of results that I was getting, it meant that I had to change these three things, my thoughts, my emotions, and my actions, um, my behaviors, or my habits. And so today, I want to talk to you about the three habits that I no longer do after healing from breakup. And I mean, oh my God, I cannot tell you enough about how many habits they completely changed and transformed for me. When I look back at what I used to do versus what I do now, especially when it comes to relationships and, you know, um, and, and managing, um, managing your presence with yourself, the connection that you have with yourself, the relationship that I have my, with myself and the relationship that I have with others, it's very evident and obvious for me uh, why I was getting the kinds of results that I was getting back then and why things are changing or have already changed right now and they continue to change in the in the um in a good way in a good direction and so let's start with the first habit first habit is that right now um i do not try to change anybody i don't get into any relationship whether it's you know, love relationship, friendship, partnership, um, family members, whatever it is, I do not, I don't get into the relationship with the intention or, or with the thought that, that my responsibility is to change that person. Because I now know that you cannot change anybody. And I know that mentally or logically, you know this, but 
when we observe the kinds of behaviors that we do, it becomes it becomes clear for me that sometimes, even though we realize that logically, but it does not translate into that when it comes to our actions or how we behave um, uh, or how we manage our relationships, you know? Um, because you start a conversation and the conversation starts as, you know, just, you know, sharing opinions and then it soon gets or turns uh, into an argument because one of the two people are is is trying to change the other person, is trying to to make the other person believe, you know, um, what he or she believes. You know, the, it's it's so obvious to me that my single responsibility when it comes to relationships is sharing what I have, putting what I have and everything that I have on the table. And I leave the choice to the other person. So I share my opinion. If that person, you know, um, gets persuaded, that's fantastic. If he or she believes in it, then that's great. And if not, I do not waste my life, my my time trying to convince someone. I don't, I don't, I don't try to change people anymore. You know, it's, it's, now I'm more confident or I'm more able uh, to embrace people the way they are and to realize that, well, guess what? If this person Let's say, for example, that I have someone in life that who's late, you know, and he or she and she knows, for example, he or she knows that they are late and that being late is not good professionally. It doesn't, it doesn't leave a good impression in, in um, uh, you know, it's, it does not make you a professional person. Right. Um, and we had one single conversation about that. And then that person continues to demonstrate the same behavior. They're always late, always late, always late. I remember that in the when I was studying in the U.S., um, I had a friend of mine. She was she, she was a great person, but she was always late, late to everything. I mean everything, late to work meetings, um, uh, lectures because she used to teach. Um, uh, at university, so she was late to classes as well, uh, meetings, and even when we go out, she's late. Like she's always late. And then we had this one single like conversation about her, uh, her punctuality, and it it became very obvious with from what she shared that she even though she realizes um, that it's not good to be late, but she's not doing anything to change her behavior. You know, and if she's not doing anything to change to change her behavior, and she's not she's not asking me for advice. She's not saying, "Hey, Monali, do you have any advice when it comes to how can I become more punctuate?" She doesn't say that, and she continues to do the same thing. Again, she's always late. It's not just me. Other people, you know, <laughs> uh, took the liberty of making this clear to her, you know, commenting on uh, on her punctuality and stuff like that. Um, and yet she, she continues to be late all the time. And so this is, this is a moment when you have to make a decision that it's it, like, number one, you cannot keep getting frustrated with the same behavior because this person is that way. If you want to continue to have that person in your life, if I wanted to, to maintain her as a friend, I have to be okay with her being late because I have to find a way to not let it bother me anymore.
And that's number one. And then number two, I have to embrace her as a human being like that and not try to force my habits on her. I would never be late. Like, I hate being late. I hate being late, especially when it comes to a class or work. I was like, I panic when I'm, when I'm late, you know, um, but, but that's, it's, it's who I, it's, it's first what I do. And then it became who I am. Like it's who I am. You know, I am a person who is punctuate, like an emergency has happened for me to be late. Okay. Um, and then number three, I have to stop trying to, you know, persuade her or convince her that punctuality is actually good for her uh, professionally, personally, um, and in, 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 in all, you know, uh, areas of her life. I, right now, I only observe people and I notice their behaviors and their attitudes, not just listen to the words. And if I don't like what I see, then I choose not to invest in that in that relationship if I'm not willing to cope or to to know how to manage my emotions when this person demonstrates this kind of, be, of, of behavior. It is so much. It's so time and um, time and energy saving, you know, for me and for the other person. Yes. So that's habit number one. I do not try to change anybody. And when it comes to love relationships, this is actually a big one. And the reason is because sometimes you would you would find a, a great a great guy, right? Uh, but there are there are you know things that are really that you consider important in life that that person is not willing um, to to either invest in or like he's not demonstrating the kind of the, the kinds of values that you would like to have in your uh, in your intimate relationship and over time what i realized is that so many women get into the into a relationship with the intention that hey like if i can change this guy like if i can turn him just a little bit like, like 10%, 20% into, 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 you know, like a better virgin. And this, he's, he's going to become the person that I want. And in that case, we're going to be happy. That is an illusion. Let me share that with you. It's an illusion. You cannot, you cannot change anybody. And it should not be one of your responsibilities. And you have to realize that it is people's responsibility to make that kind of choice, that kind of decision for themselves. Yes, if that guy does not realize that having a business is important, that being financially free is important, uh, then I don't think that you're, that you're going to make, you know, um, that you're going to uh, succeed in convincing him that. Like, it's, 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 well, number one, it's not guaranteed, but not only that, it's time and energy consuming and the results are not, you know, guaranteed as well. Number two, habit number two, I don't hold others hostage to my past. And, and this one has to do with, uh, with having emotional triggers and emotional triggers is, it's, it's a big topic. And, um, and what when I when I when I talk to my clients when I talk to when I read comments of my um, of my community um, members like our Facebook uh, community uh, one thing that I that comes up over and over again is that so many women are are talking about having so many emotional triggers after a breakup and so they feel like 
it's like walking around and feeling like you are you're 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 carrying so many uh, potentials for having emotional bombs that could just go off in any given moment so for example if you're just like driving by having a good time and then all of a sudden you hear a certain song and that song brings back a memory of being with your ex for example or celebrating um uh, a certain occasion that you had together or an or an anniversary or something like that and then it brings back so many memories and then all of a sudden boom like you're or you're not feeling as good as you were like 30 seconds ago. Yes. Um, or, and this is the one that I'm talking about here, if you are uh, dealing with someone else, like a new guy in your life right now, for example, and that guy demonstrates a behavior that is similar to something that your ex um, used to do, then so many times we immediately jump into conclusions way too, too way too soon and so we um we think oh my god he's not responsible he's gonna do uh the same thing that my ex did i can't believe that i keep making the wrong decisions like wrong choices here and so what happened is that you allowed that like being emotionally triggered by a certain behavior um to hold you as a hostage because it prevents you from seeing this person for, for who he really is. <clears throat> and rather, you project your own insecurities and your own past um, not nice experiences on what's going on in this moment. And for me, one of the things that really served me the most is healing emotional triggers healing emotional triggers and knowing that the, this new moment, this present moment, whether it has to do with, um, with emotional trigger, like something or experience or with a person, it has nothing to do with this person. It's just a memory, um, uh, that is, that's carrying a lot of emotional charge with it from the past. And then my responsibility is to work this out, not to get angry at the other person, not to get angry at the other person. And then what I found to be so helpful is becoming aware of these emotional triggers is the first step, because the more you're aware of, um, of, of the emotional triggers, the more you're able to spot them. And then when you spot them, then you say, oh, well, okay, well, this has nothing to do with this present moment. This was when I was with that person, but this moment is new, it's fresh. Yes, so I choose not to allow the past to continue to shape my present and future. That's awareness. And then meditation helps with this as well, because the more you're able to sit down and to calm your nervous system down, the more it's going to let go of the negative energy that has been stored in your body as a result of having all of these emotional triggers, whether it's a smell, um, um, uh, something that you heard, some, something that you tasted, you saw, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of, of um, 
like sensual or or like senses were involved in creating that emotional trigger but what matters is that you do not allow it to continue to uh to impact your present and your and your future so i don't hold others hostage to my past it means it means to me that i was able to to heal my emotional triggers and to move to a place where i'm more comfortable yes with creating fraud like with creating new things things that i really wanted to do but at the same time not being so scared of um of like some of the memories that could come every now and then because i know that that the past it does not exist anymore it's it's just a memory of what used to happen and you know what actually it's been scientifically proven that more than 70 percent of our memories is actually not accurate. So this whole story about you know what happened in that past relationship uh, well so much of it is just like invented. It's invented narrative. And this is this I'm I'm not listen. I'm not saying this from a place of judgment or making fun of um of of things if you're going through a breakup i know that this is an extremely difficult uh, experience to go through and i used to believe but but the problem is that i used to believe in everything that i th- that i think and everything i remember over time what happens is that i would share um i would be sharing you know some of these experiences or memories with other people and then we're we'll be talking about things and, and i say oh remember when this is this is and so we start sharing the same story like a story of what of what happened at that time and then when we when we start comparing stories it turns out that the stories are completely different. They they they, they are different, you know. And so I just, oh, but this is not what happened, really. And then someone else, oh, like you know what really happened? I was like, oh my god, like so much of the story was invented um, uh, by our brains, you know. Um, but it's not it's not what actually happened. That brings me to habit number three, and that is I don't play the pleasing game anymore. I don't pretend to be someone else to please others or to make them like me. I am who I am, and if they don't like me, that's okay. If they like me, that's okay too. I know that I'm not for everybody, and and everybody is not for me. And this is liberating and freeing more than anything that I could possibly talk about. And the reason is because it it gives you permission to be to be who you truly are without without counting on the consequences or or without without expecting or or being disappointed um like if your expectation do not do not happen um and uh it's it's so so this is this is something that stops so many people from being who they are because they feel like oh my god i have to be accomplished and i have to be professionally successful i have to be beautiful i have to be i have to be fit and i have to be athletic for people to like me yes um uh but well you can do all these things if these things bring you passion but if you just do it so that other people like you or accept you, um, or embrace you as part of their social circle, then I think that the, that there's always a um, 
there's always a chance for you that you're going to get to a place where you feel that you can't do these things anymore and that so many of these things don't bring you joy or that you're not even enjoying them as much as as you would like to and the reason is because of the intention <clears throat> sometimes we don't need to change the behavior all we need to change is the intention and so these habits they all came as a result of me doing the inner work and realizing that I cannot continue to be who I was if I wanted to create a different future. And to go from, from breakup to, to breakthrough, it means that you have to do certain things in order, in order for you to, to start moving on and, and to start letting go of the past. And that, um, and I, I want to do my best to help you with this. And this is why I created the, um, the three-step blueprint to go from pain to peace after a breakup. You can access this training video. It's not long. It's only 20, per, 20 minutes. Um, and you can access it by clicking the link that you find in the description of this episode. This is my gift to you because I want you to go faster. I want you to not waste more time trying to figure out what to do and how to do it for you to heal the pain that you're going through right now. So click the, click the link that you find in the description of this episode, watch the, 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 um, the training video and make a decision that you're going to start your healing today. And also feel free to, of course, um, join our free Facebook community, Soul Mastery Sisterhood, by clicking the other link that you find in the description of this episode as well. Take care of yourself, and I'll catch you up in our next episode. Bye for now.